Welcome. Episode 36. Yeah, yeah, I got it. Episode 36 of the Sunday Conversation Podcast presented by Loyalty Liquors. I'm Aaron. Across the table for me, that's Ben. Benny, how was your week, buddy? Dude, I mean, can can we even like like keep keep 2020 coming? Just keep the ball rolling. Um, It was, you know, whatever, dude. It was funny last week. We were like, oh, yeah, next week. It'll be exciting. We'll be able to like talk about uh, the new president of the United <laughs> States, and no. So, um, yeah, dude. Um, another wild week in America. It wild is week uh, in America. Building a shed, dude. Feels good to fucking be working and just, you know, hey, digging holes, building character, building barns, you know. It, you the know, old, the, old Mike, the old Michael motto. Well, actually, you're probably better off doing that this week because I've been paying, I mean, not crazy close attention, but decently close attention to what's going on with the election. Um, and for anybody that's living under a rock or any of our, you would just have to be living under a rock. There's no place in the world you could live right now and not have an idea of what's going on. The uh, next president of the United States is undecided. <laughs> I mean, it's looking like it's going to be Joe Biden. The more draws on it, looks like it's going to be Joe Biden. I believe this could actually really fuck us because I think tonight at 8 o'clock, Joe Biden and Kamala Harris are, are speaking. And if that is to announce their victory, well, then this podcast is going to be severely outdated and we're not going to redo it. So I, I literally just talked to my buddy and um, he's like, yeah, I was like, yeah, I'm about to, I'm about to record. And he's like, uh, I was like, but... I'm like, it's kind of fucked because, you know, we, we, you know, release on Sunday, we're recording tonight. It's like, who knows what could happen? He was just like, you know, but I mean, um, at this point, I don't know that it'll, uh, I mean, we're so up to the second with, with news, like, you know, people, people understand, um, well, it's, 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 so I was talking, I was talking to you earlier this week about, excuse me in the coming weeks we're gonna um we're gonna well hopefully have on a uh registered dietitian who um the majority of her her theory not not theory that's not the right word uh, ideology when it comes to nutrition is plant-based but not in the sense of like veganism like she believes that people should have the choice but you know most of the time eating plants and you know, if she comes on, well, I'll, she'll definitely explain it better than I will. But I was DMing with her on Instagram the other day, uh, you know, and just kind of giving her a little bit of overview about the show. And I said, you know, my co-host hasn't eaten meat in five years and blah, blah, blah. And she was like, you know, send me some, a couple episodes to listen to just so I can get an idea. So I sent a couple episodes over and I was like, you know, why don't we do it in a couple weeks? You know, Ben and I want to talk about the election this week, and then there will probably be, you know, a follow-up episode the following week, and then, you know, maybe we'll have you on after that. You know, at the rate this election's going, we're going to have her on in January, um, because it seems like, regardless of what the of what the result is, it's going to get dragged out either way. And, um, you know, as it stands right now, Joe Biden is leading in in every state that's left, except for maybe North Carolina. Uh, but leading in Georgia, Pennsylvania, and Nevada, 
which would put him over the 270 electoral college votes he needs to win. So uh, it's, if I'm not mistaken, Donald Trump has already filed lawsuits in Michigan, Wisconsin, Pennsylvania, Georgia, and Nevada, and maybe even Arizona too. So odds are this is going to get dragged out for a decent amount of time. Yeah, dude. Hey, we're not, a, we're not a political podcast, but I mean, this is America. And I guess, you know, being a democracy, this is part of America. But uh, did, uh, did you know that you can, um, so, I mean, from what I understand, and I think is some of the issue right now, or, or like what I heard is, uh, it's like these dead people that are like <laughs> casting ballots. But I also saw somewhere that you can request absentee ballots and vote in future elections. Like before you die? Yes. I didn't know that. I don't, I I don't, I don't know if that's true, but Hey, come on, dude. It's like, you got to look at everything. Isn't that interesting? um, It is, it is very interesting. I know each state has different like laws and regulations when it comes to voting, but yeah, I saw a report that said like Pennsylvania's had like 21,000 dead people that have voted in the election so far. And, you know, regardless of, of, you know, what side of the aisle you lay on or you sit on and, and, you know, if you don't want to believe in voter fraud, I don't blame you. Um, I mean, there definitely seems to be some funky shit going on. Um, I don't know if there's enough funky shit that it's causing Trump to lose the election because, you know, you're seeing these posts about ballot dumps and stuff like that. And, you know, it is not crazy to think that a collection of, you know, 90,000 mail-in ballots would all be for Joe Biden, considering the fact that, you know, I think I mean, it's odds, pretty obvious. Considering, considering the fact of odds. Well, statistically, yes, it seems odd that there would be that many. But the difference is, though, is like it's not chance. Like I saw, and I saw, I know you follow Penner too, and I and I saw Penn's Instagram post where it was like, "Oh, I flipped a coin 138,000 times, and what do you know? It came up on heads 138,000 <laughs> times in a row." It's like, yes, statistically, it is unlikely, but you're talking about casting votes. You're not talking about, you know, just leaving something to chance. And as we talked about month, you know, I don't even know when the law of averages is a fallacy. So, you know, I, I taught people that already. Um, But you also, I mean, you had one party that was much stronger about mail-in voting than the other. So it's not crazy to think, but you know, it's one of those things. I don't know if we'll ever get a real answer. It looks like Joe Biden's going to be the next president of the United States. Um, there was some positive news. A bunch of states, you know, pushed uh, legalized marijuana through. Uh, Oregon has basically gone the Amsterdam effect or in Portugal, uh, Portugal way and legalized every drug on the planet. Uh, <laughs> a bunch of states legalized sports gambling, which is great for Penn National Gaming shareholders. Sorry, Benny. Um, well, hey, um, but guess what? I mean, hey, a Joe Biden presidency, I guess for me, means – my my Tesla position is going to go through the roof, so you know, yes. go ahead and suck suck on that one, buddy. Yeah, you, um, you asked me and that's, if you should sell it the day before the election. <laughs> well, what did you say? Don't you idiot? Okay, well, guess what? I didn't. So, um, yeah, but whatever. Either way, I mean, for me, it's like uh, I think I live uh, by the strategy of 
it's like just wake up every day and 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 give her hell so it's like to me once again you know it's like we'll see we'll see man we'll see but i i mean i'd like to say that i think i mean shit's been fucked up forever it's like what makes you think anything's gonna be different but then in the grand scheme of things it's like you know it can't be that fucked up if there's i see cars driving down the street right now i mean you know what i mean it's like people own homes um businesses are open uh you know i granted you know the there may you know be certain restrictions or whatever with like you know the new covid-19 um but still it's like i don't know that like a nuclear bomb is going to go off and america's just going to be dead like i right. feel like it's just going to keep on keeping on um you know so that's the thing if i couldn't be more at a point where i'm like i, I guess for me as a person like i I was like telling my buddy like if I have to go into a booth and like vote for who is going to rule over me or whatever like to me I I'm not voting for anybody I like I don't want anybody ruling over me it's like I could put my name down and you know there's my vote for me cuz you know I don't I don't think any candidate is right I don't you know what I mean it's like or, or I don't mean to say it like that, but I'm just like, it's like, at this point, are we like, we don't have the two best role models in the United States sure lining up to lead our country is what I'm For getting sure at. There, you know, and I wouldn't even be the best role model, but that, and that's what I'm getting at. So it's like, what are we choosing? What sort of role models are we choosing? And I think there, there's a good fucking you know like a metaphor for life it's like you know you're picking the 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 better of two evils right you know it's like donald trump has fleeced more fucking businessmen out of fucking money than anybody in the world trying to build yep. shit and not pay people um joe biden has a list of fucking shit going on and on top of that, he can't speak or anything. Donald Trump is uh, Mr. Uh, Donald Trump, like, uh, uh, like he, you know, like. So now everyone is arguing over which one of these guys should be our fucking, you know. So I don't know. I, that dude, it's fuck, man. It's America, twenty twenty. It's um, it's a game, man. It's it's a game. It's it's you know, it's a one-on-one -on -one game where two sides are, you know, not even necessarily picking their best players. They're picking the guys that give them the best chance to win or the best chance to not lose. But I mean, what you said's right, man. At the end of the day, we have a seventy-eight-year-old and a seventy whatever Trump is four, five-year-old, seventy-three-year-old. Like you're telling me, those two guys are the two best guys to lead this country into the future, like. 
what does a 78 year old or 74 year old president know about being 31 in America right now? <laughs> Straight up. Like I want my president to be able to run in a race. Like, like a literally foot race. A, a foot, a foot race. Right. You know what I mean? It's like, you want to lead some people like fucking, you know, lead by example. Like, Hey, you know, it's like, get in shape America well then like like you know it's like go out fucking jogging it's like you know I couldn't eat, could you imagine right now if they selected the president of the United States via a foot race be awesome <laughs> <laughs> like but I'm saying that that foot race that is the foot race that America is choosing for Imagine if that was the tiebreaker in like the constitution or in like the declaration of independence, we will decide our president based on votes. And if there is a tie, it will go to a foot race, a 500 meter foot race. <laughs> Dude, you know, I could just, that see would be fucking, incredible. I wonder I who see, would win. I could see Donald rolling up in like, you know, his like white golf outfit with his like short pants and like some white fucking, I don't know, old school shoes and like his red hat and, and Joe would come, you know, rolling in and like fucking, I don't know, blue, blue athletic shorts and like uh, those new, like the Nike dad shoes. And like, oh, for sure. The air, the air Cortez. Uh, no, our air no, monarchs, no, no. air monarchs, air, air monarchs, yeah, yeah. air monarchs. You know, I could see Donald Trump being like Jerry Seinfeld in the episode of Seinfeld where there's the race and he just cheats. He leaves before the, the gun goes off, and that's how he wins, and everyone thinks he's the, the fastest, even though he's been cheating in all the races he's raced in. No, no, I heard the gun. I heard the gun fired before. <laughs> uh, can um, you imagine? But no, Ben, I think, you're, I think your overall point there was great. Like, I, I don't I – don't, you know, it shows obviously the flaws in the two-party system, but it shows more the flaws that like this is, you know, that these are the people that run this country is like, you know, and these are the two best guys, you know. The thing is, though, is how does it change, right? Like you, the only way it changes is if these politicians change the laws and change the way the system works, but that would be directly affecting their livelihood, their bottom line you know, their paycheck, their careers, you know, if you, if you set term limits and stuff like that. So they're not going to do it. You know, you don't walk into work and well, you, you know, you just kind of started having a job again, but I don't walk into work and say, Oh, I can make this decision and I just won't have a job anymore, but it'd be for the good of the American people. Okay. Well, I just won't have a job anymore. Then that's fine. You know? Yeah. Yeah. It, I don't know, dude. It's, um, I'm in a pickle because I guess I'm not in a pickle because like I, like I was saying, I just, you know, you got to just do what you got to do right now. I'm building a 24 by 24 uh, barn and whatever, like the, you know, it, the, the election is not going to affect me, you know, building that little barn I, yeah. Yeah, I guess you know what I mean um and but you know we, we we live in a world where it's like you know we had a whole episode on the social dilemma and yep. um you know we are completely sucked in like completely sucked in 
and and you know it's like people are upset with one party and they're choosing the other party and in that case, like meaning like it's not like a hey like let's fix this it's like this person stands for this but not for this so we gotta go stand with them yeah. but you know what i mean it's not like okay well fuck is that person also has a, a dirty laundry list of of however many things you know what i mean and i'm not just i'm i am saying this is completely impartial meaning like both right both candidates both parties i mean you know um donald trump has a apartment on the top of a building that's literally made out of all gold and that's very 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 difficult to do i feel like without breaking some rules or, or something you know what i mean and ju and just like you know the the other the other side it's like who the hell knows man it's like these people got to where they are probably by not being good people and now we're like one or the other um yeah. i think i'm probably backtracking well, Ben, I want to read you something real quick because I, I think um, is this uh, is this number is this number fifteen, Aaron? Uh, no, this is number one. The industrial revolution and its consequences have been a disaster for the human race. They have greatly increased the life expectancy of those of us who live in advanced countries, but they have destabilized society, have made life unfulfilling, have subjected human beings to indignities, have led to widespread psychological suffering in the third world to physical suffering as well, and have inflicted severe damage on the natural world. The continued development of technology will worsen the situation. It will certainly subject human beings to greater indignities and inflict greater damage on the natural world. And it will probably lead to greater social disruption and psychological suffering. And it may lead to increased physical suffering, even in advanced countries. That's the first paragraph of the Unabomber's Manifesto published in the Washington Post in 1995. Uh, I actually read 58 paragraphs of it today, uh, and I'll probably finish it later. I know that seems like, you know, Aaron, you're reading a 35,000 word document written by a guy who mailed 17 bombs or 16 bombs to people. I get it. I do. Say what you want about his actions to try and change the world, but there is a lot of stuff in this that really, really, really applies to life today. And this shit was written over 25 years ago. It was published 25 years ago. So you're talking about, you know, technology and, and you know, how we talk about it in the social dilemma and all that stuff. Something I find interesting is the way that people learn about or have learned about presidential um, candidates' policies is through memes. Like, you know how many memes I saw about, you know, I saw, and some of them are hilarious, but I saw one that was a picture of uh, popcorn ceiling. And it said, if your ceiling looks like this, you don't have to worry about Joe Biden's tax plan. And like, that's hilarious because like, you know, if you have popcorn ceilings, you don't make over $400,000 a year, which means you probably don't have to worry about the increase in income tax. But like the problem is, is 
the 95% of people that look at that and just accept that as fact or, or don't look at anything past that. And in reality, you know, there is going to be an increase on capital gains and 52% of Americans have money in the stock market. And that will directly affect America, you know, the majority of uh, more than half of Americans. So like, you know, we, we live in a world where like people get their information through memes and Instagram pages and 30 second, you know, collections of shit. That's hold on one second. What's up, Sash? Shut up. Hey, it's We're okay. recording a fucking podcast here for God's sakes. Um, um but yes, hey, te- technology Aaron, is ruining the way that people learn about presidential policy as well. Now, I think there's something else that we could talk about. Um remember remember the 5th, 5th of, of November. November. V for Vendetta. The gunpowder treason. And when was that based? Uh, so I saw conflicting reports because I just looked this up last night and we were just talking about it. It takes place in the 2020s. It doesn't necessarily take place in 2020, but it does take place in the 2020s. And it came out in 2005. Have you seen, have you seen the movie before? Yeah, dude. Great flick. Yeah. Um, or maybe it was take, maybe it does take place in 2020. No, it is. It's yeah, like, okay. Yep, you're right. Yeah. So, and it's just like, you know, it's another one of those things. It's like, did we did we or did we not have one of the weirdest November 5ths ever? You know what I mean? And then you start sure. looking at like, you know, like you look at like these Simpson predictions, whatever they are, you know, and it's like you look yeah. at these you know, it's like we're living really inside of just this you know, the matrix is a documentary and, uh, you know, it's like, here we are. It's like, how, how much more like in your face can it really get to the type of, you know, it's like wherever we're at, you know, the movie, the movie happened, you know, what year, what year was it produced or what year I did it drop? I believe it came out and no, it wasn't that early. No. It was like 2005, I believe. Okay. Uh, released, uh, December 11, uh, December, 2005. Yes. That came um, out in the United States on St. Patrick's day, 2006. So, you know, that's 15 years basically. Well, I mean, and it's, like, and it's, you know, for anybody who hasn't seen the movie based, the basic plot is, uh, people are being held in inside their house, um, based on fear from a virus, um, that killed, um, thousands, maybe hundreds of thousands of people. Uh, but as you find out, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen the movie by now, it came out 15 years ago. What the fuck are you waiting for? Um, turns out the virus was created by the government and the government is using control of the media to scare people. And they tell people everything they do is for their safety. There's imposed curfews. Um, you know, it's basically a totalitarian, uh, regime that is ruling a country. And, um, you know, people are just kind of subservient to it. And then of course there's the, uh, V the antagonist or protagonist, depending on how you look at it, who is trying to, um, you know, kind of rid the, uh, it's England that takes place in the English country of, um, the tyranny, so to speak. Great movie. If you've never seen it, Natalie Portman crushes 1812 overture is the main song in it. In case you were wondering by Tchaikovsky, um, but it is there. You know what Ben is funny about that? 
I think I watched that movie back like earlier on in quarantine. It was like on Netflix or something. And I thought the same exact thing. I started watching it just like I had seen it before, but it didn't even put two and two together. I started watching it. I was like, holy shit, bro. Like, this is it. Like, we're living through this right now. And then I kind of forgot about it. And then obviously yesterday was the anniversary of uh, Guy Fox and the gunpowder treason um, or the attempted gunpowder treason, I should say. Um, yeah, interesting. Interesting November 5th for sure. Um, I don't know. Should we talk about the presidency the whole time? I mean, there's really, I think we kind of covered it and there's not, you know, more for us to even realistically talk about. Um, how, how's your week, dude? You, you've been swamped at work. What's, what's OND looking like? We're in. Oh God, it is fucking, it's been, it's been crazy. I mean, we have, hopefully none of my customers listen to this or anybody from work. Um, we're having issues with our number one and number two products um, that we sell in November. Uh, I mean, just, you know, for open lines of communication, I have to do about a quarter of a million dollars in sales this month. And the two items that would be, you know, probably about 60% of that number uh, we're having inventory issues with. So yeah, it's been a, it's been a hectic week explaining to customers why they can't get, you know, our two most important items. Um, you know, hopefully that'll settle down, but it, you know, it is what it is. It's, um, that's how OND goes. It's, is, is that the kind of fun. thing that like someone else could get it for them or is it just like, nobody no, thank, thankfully we sell it exclusively. No other companies sell, which is good. Um, the problem is it, it's one of those things, you know, the, with the wine industry, it's a finite product, right? You don't, if you have a hundred thousand cases of the 2018 vintage of whatever wine, well, that's it. You have a hundred thousand cases. And once you sell out of them, that's it. Like you, there is no more. And so, you know, with how busy business has been up to this point this year, you know, things are selling out faster than anticipated. And these companies don't have backup plans and we're getting to the end of the year and these are publicly traded companies we're dealing with. So they got to worry about their earnings for next year. So you know, there's all kinds of factors that go into it, but yeah, work's been busy. Um, how's it feel? Uh, how's it feel, you know, digging holes and building character again? Uh, dude, great. Nothing better than like, you know, just getting back to uh, the dirt and some, you know, we got, like rented a uh, bobcat and got my my pet pad and everything leveled. So it's basically just like a big kid in a sandbox, you know. Um, <laughs> but but uh, yeah, dude, um, it's it's you know it's good to work. It's good to uh, sweat. You know, it's good. You know, and plus, I think about that is just like. Um, you know, it's like seeing, like finishing something, you know, right. and it's the kind of thing where it's like, I'm not, it's, it's not like a job where I'm like, oh, this fucking sucks. Like, yeah. I'm like excited to be doing it. Um, I, you know, I get to design it myself and, and, uh, you know, put my own touches on it. So it's like, it's cool. You know, it's like, I'm working, but it's like, you know, I'm watching I'm building something and putting more shit in my toolbox in terms of, you know, I, I don't have a, I don't have a barn under my belt. I got a shed under my belt, but you know, um, 
it's 24 feet by 24 feet. It's like I'm up on the roof right now looking at it. It's like, whoa, this is a lot of square footage. How, um, um, how, how big is your, uh, your dad's barn? Dude, it's like, I think 40, I think it's a square. It's 40 by 40 minimum, I would say, maybe 40 by 50. It's, it's huge, dude. Yeah, it's a great barn. I remember yeah. I, I yeah. just hey, done a lot of things in that barn. <laughs> I was just going to say, I remember chilling up in that little, like, uh, almost like study he's got up top there on the top floor. I, I, I totally forgotten about it until I was talking to Jason the other day. And he's like, he's like, yeah, I was cleaning out. He's like, that room up in the barn is sick. He's like, I was cleaning it out for Mike. And I was like, oh, shit, I kind of forgot about that room. We used to hang out up there and stuff. Yeah, man, the cave. The blaze yeah. cave. Oh. Mm. A lot of great times in that barn. Um, so uh, Johnny Riley's coming home for Thanksgiving. First time he's stepping foot in Connecticut in seven years now. Yeah, so is Benny Boy. I know you're coming home, but you're all, you're usually always home for Thanksgiving, right? Oh, uh, yes. Last yeah, last year, not the year before last year, though gonna be weird man it's gonna be weird yeah dude what's it i mean are we just gonna you know so <laughs> i have no idea I have no part, idea party the road race course with no runners you see like that's you know what i i almost i would be surprised i i bet you there's gonna probably be a couple hundred people out running i bet you um that seems like one of those things where you're not gonna kill the spirit of it's, thanksgiving and it's gonna be it's gonna be all the people you know what i mean like the guys like the uh the safety man. I was just like, about to say safety man's going to be out there for sure. Like, are you fucking kidding me? And, and obviously for our listeners, like, there's a really, really cool um, Thanksgiving tradition in, in um, uh, Aaron's hometown. I guess technically my hometown. I was born there and lived the first year of my life. But it's right right next to the town I grew up in, Man- Manchester, Connecticut. There's a, it's like a four point what? five mile race or it's like 4.7 it's like 4.7 call it five miles it's a five five mile road race and uh there's a big purse like and um i like we gotta just i mean i guess 4.748 miles like there is usually like a nigerian that wins the race (laughs) and they i don't know if they get like flown there to like, hey, we'll pay for your ticket. You run, uh, you know, whatever. You can have whatever, fifty percent of the winnings or something. Because it's just, I mean, there is some world class speed, world class speed at this race. Like, and uh, and then you know, so that's the race part. And then not to mention, you got the whole entire town lining the course. Um, listening to live music, you know, drinking. And it's early in the morning um, on Thanksgiving morning. And uh, it's, it's quite spectacular. Um, it, Thanksgiving it's fun. Manchester. It's funny. We, obviously, a lot of our listeners are from Manchester. And there's a, there's a good chunk of them that are not. And, you know, it's funny because I remember a couple of years ago, three years ago, I had the girl I was dating at the time. I, you know, I brought her with me on thanksgiving morning 
you know, and she was a good sport about it. She stuck it out and, you know, was hanging out with all of us. But, you know, she just didn't really get it, you know. And, like, it's one of those things where you kind of had to grow up in it. Like, I, I think about it. You know, I'll be 31 this year. I have spent almost every Thanksgiving of my life, you know, involved in a road race in some way, shape, or form, whether it be watching it or, you know, when I was in high school, the hockey team, we used to set up the water um, tables for the runners at the finish line. And in true hockey player fashion, we would always steal about 27 cases of water and put them in the locker room for throughout the year <laughs> so we had water bottles they would do they would park up they'd park a an 18 wheeler a trailer in uh one of the parking lots in main street and we would load up all these folding tables with cases of water and we would just fucking at the end of the race when no one was paying attention we would just form an assembly line and pack, pack cars it's like, with cases it's like, of water it's like the italian job except like yeah oh, exactly that's- four bucks that's another four bucks exactly nobody nobody would have cared whatsoever i bet you so many people saw us doing it we're like yeah whatever who cares these kids are just fucking but i mean it is um it's a it's an awesome tradition and it's this weird not even weird it's this thing where like you just you feel the energy of it in the town and you know you see signs all over the course as it leads up to race day that say watch for runners and people are out practicing and you know, then to see, you know, whatever it is, 20,000 people running it. And then, like you said, you know, you've got another 20 to 30,000 people watching it, you know, in this small town in Connecticut. And, you know, it's, it's just one of these things where it's a tradition that, you know, you kind of have to grow up in to appreciate, but once you appreciate it, it's the best. You ask anybody from Manchester, you know, what their favorite day of the year is. And, and there's no chance you get an answer other than Thanksgiving because, it's just, it's the fucking greatest. It's the greatest. Yeah, very excited, very excited. Um, just not going to be the same, but you know what? The thing is, it's like, you know, you'll be around. Johnny Riley will be around. So we're going to have a bunch of people in town that, you know, you don't get to see that often. You know, just the the energy of being together, you know, and that's what Thanksgiving is really about other than, you know, stealing land from Native Americans. It's about family and friends and coming together and, you know, enjoying each other's company and not having the commercialized nature that you get with Christmas where there's the onus to bring gifts and shit like that. It's just, uh, it's just getting together and enjoying each other's company. So, you know, I'm sure we'll make the most of it. And, and, uh, I mean, shit, it's only three weeks away at this point. Yeah, man. It's crazy. I wonder if there'll be a president by then. (laughs) Probably not. Probably not. Oh man, what a shame. What a shame. This would have been such a, well, I mean, we basically do know where the president's going to be. Cause I, you know, just to bring this back full circle, we'll kinda, we can kind of start to wrap this up, but I don't know. You know, I think, I think Joe Biden's going to win. I don't, I don't know that there at this point, there's much that Trump's going to be able to do unless he can prove widespread voter fraud. He's not going to win based on recounts. Um, so he would have to be able to prove widespread voter fraud and, I don't know if that's going to happen. So, you know, it is what it is. And at the end of the day, you know, people who get all worked up about the election and care about the reality show that is American politics, like, you know, just think about it over the next four years and watch how much of your daily life actually changes based on what the president does. You know, local government is really the government that's going to matter and affect your day-to-day life. And, you know, at the end of the day, just be a decent person to people. Don't treat people like assholes, you know, 
uh, invest your money into Roth IRAs so that your taxes are already coming out. Um, just be a decent person. That's uh, at the end of the day, all any of us can hope to do. Um, I don't know if you have anything to add to, to that. Just be true, be true to yourself. You know, you and Ted Kaczynski would have gotten along great. I just got done reading the whole part about how he thinks, and maybe we'll save this for another episode, but how he thinks that, you know, if society wasn't so technologically advanced and people had to struggle to come up with their basic biological needs, you know, food, water, clothes, shelter, that everybody would be so much more satisfied and fulfilled because that would take up your day where because those things come easily today, people are constantly doing other things to find satisfaction in their lives. And that's what leads to so many mental problems, you know, mental disorders that we have today. Uh, all the mental health stuff, you know, he, that's his theory behind it. Again, it should be, I'd be remiss if I didn't mention he mailed 16 bombs to people killing three people and maiming plenty of others. So it's not like this guy, you know, should be somebody that anybody looks up to, but he does have some interesting ideas. And before the FBI knocks down my door, I think it's about time that we wrap this up because I'm going to end up in jail for idolizing the Unabomber. Benny, great chat, buddy. Love you. <laughs> Love you, man. Fuck. Subscribe, so rate, review. Check out the Patreon page. If you want to donate, great. If not, don't. That's cool, too. Uh, we love all of you. Thanks for listening. Seriously, thanks for listening. Thanks for support. Still, every week somebody texts me that I was not expecting to listen to the podcast, so that's great. But uh, good catch there, Benny. Peace. Peace.